0: Tacos. Welcome to another edition of talking Pop. It's your show pretty much on anything pop culture. I'm your host, the franchise. Of course, just join me is my brother, Biko. What's up, okay, guys? Hey, guys. Uh, You're probably wondering why we're not probably, like, live streaming right now. We had some difficulties doing video streaming, so we're working on possibly going to YouTube. So we're going to work out the final kinks, and we'll let you know when that does happen. But we do want to mention before we get into the episode that we do have a Patreon now. So go to patreon.com slash talkpop. We have um, different, t- different tiers. For $5 pretty much puts you at the tier one membership. And pretty much um, you pick the topic. And we, not only will your topic be mentioned, be discussed on the podcast in future future. So, but your name will be shut out as well as being credited for the episode. So you get a credit mention as well. Um, There's also a $10 tier and a $20 tier. $10 tier gets you not only your own topic... Also gives you five dollars off our merch store. You get a promo code, exclusive Patreon promo code to our merch store at teespring.com, which you get to use it to get five dollars get a certain dollar amount of your order. Um, for the twenty dollars tier, not only do you get, you know, your topic shout out, discount the store. Um, you also get access to Patreon exclusive video um, movie commentaries by myself and Biko. Uh, I know you guys enjoyed that Super Mario Brothers movie video commentary. Beagle decided, we decided, you know what? Um, we're going to do a special thing for Patreon subscribers by doing actual movie commentaries on certain films. But that will only be accessed if you're the top tier Patreon <laughs> subscriber. And you'll only have access through our Patreon page. And also, you will also get also a monthly AMA with Mike, will feature myself and Beagle. We'll do one month with just AMA by myself. And also, another month will be a, a thing about Biko and some other things. Pretty much to ask me anything that you guys get to decide what questions you wanted to ask me and Bico personally. So, like I said, just go to patreon.com slash talkpop and start subscribing today. All proceeds go to this, to benefit the podcast. Like I said, don't forget to check out our merch store at teespring.com slash store slash talk and pop. We got shirts. Right now we being warm right now, we got tank tops, we've got coffee mugs, you wanna wake up with a cup of Joe with the popsoda on there looking at you. Or you want a decal for your tablet, laptop, or even your locker. Also too, we got phone covers for your iPhone or Samsung phones. Except you even got shirts for kids. So we even got hoodies once fall begins and you wanna get warm up again. So don't forget, go to teespring.com store slash talk and pop. post these go to support the podcast. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Anchor, for sponsoring the podcast. Actually, Anchor is basically the easiest way to start and monetize a podcast. Definitely check them out. Um, Anchor.fm slash talkabout. You want support to there as well. Um, other than that, um, let's get out with it. Um, today's another um, Poptastic News um, episode of the podcast. Um, we pretty much uh, become myself. We're pretty much going through like stuff like that's been going on for like, this past weekend and this Tuesday. Um one thing we do want to mention, it's kind of hard to open up the episode with so many celebrity deaths <laughs> the past few days. You know, the big one was um, Kelly Preston, who you don't know, famous actress in the late 80s or 90s. She's married to Josh Roza. And she lost her battle to breast cancer after fighting for two years at the age of 57. Um, her family representative, also her husband, Joshua Roza, posted on Instagram, you know, that she passed away peacefully with her family by her side. And it's something that she pretty much tried to keep private for the last few years. And, you know, John to like, pretty much, you know, did the shout-out to the medical team that was trying to help her out. But that sucks. I mean, I remember her seeing her, like, in some films and saw her in Jeremy McGuire as well, and Twins with a Wichner and, and Danny DeVito. So that was cool seeing them as well. But a great actress. I like to say that. I'm not discrediting her work. But, you know, our prayers and condolences go out to... Joshua Volta And the rest of the family So Another thing too um, Naya Rivera Oh yeah If you're a big Leaf fan And you know There was a, news, a news There was story. a story Going on You know About what happened Apparently they, they have Confirming that They did find her body So Naya Rivera Dead at 33 years old They found her body At Lake Peru um, Pretty much it broke The story broke out That you know They found her It was her Her son They were on a trip And then a finding The son On the boat the lake, so his son's her son's okay, but they couldn't find her, and they tried searching, and eventually, it was confirmed yesterday they found her body. It was confirmed it was identified as her. Um, and I, I never saw Glee. I don't know, Bico. Did you ever no. caught that attention of that show?
1: Never really watched it, so i only remember her from that, but I never really seen it, so I don't know too much about her acting career, but uh, the way she went. It very sad because it kind of it kind of related to what the Kobe thing was going on with how his daughter and him passed away and uh I mean at least the difference with this bit circumstance being that the son was able to survive because he swam back to the boat and her I'm assuming she probably tried her best to keep her son alive and sacrificing herself in the process. So. That was a very sad death. Uh, and then you
0: mentioned the guy from Mythbusters. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up because also another thing that was mentioned. Let me look up uh, his Grant, name. Grant Im- Imahara. Yeah, he was from Mythbusters. Yeah. Uh, he's also White Rabbit Project. Um, Guy at 49, um, he, he was parent according to the cause, was a uh, brain aneurysm. Which I'll say, I could mention, is a painful. Way to go. Um, I never seen Mythbusters. I remember he was the co host of the show, he, he pretty much was the ones that let into the intros and stuff to the segments on the show. But I like to condolences to the family. Um, one thing I do mention, I just put up this arc right now. Um, of course, with COVID 19 still being strong, you know, within the communities right now in the country, and of course, it's affecting even appearing in the wrestling world because Diamond Dallas Page just put out a video online on YouTube right now under his uh, DDP Yoga channel that um, family members of his household have confirmed that they have COVID-19. Um, he himself got tested and he confirmed that he is negative right now, but um, pretty much uh, he had some minor symptoms of COVID-19. It said. In fact, it says that Page said um, it was on this page on his YouTube channel today. It was it released? Pretty much, this is an article pulled from Um Pretty much, Page said that he felt like he had symptoms of COVID-19, including raspy boys, troubles sleeping, and severe back pain. He explained that the virus entered his home after a family member living at his house went to a bridal shower in which seven out of the sixteen women came back with COVID. He said he tested negative for the virus. Though his family member tested positive had to wait the other week for the result back, but even his doctor thought that that was a mistake given how he spent more than two weeks with symptoms. He then confirmed that AEW wrestler T.T. Marshall has been dealing with COVID-19 as well and have tested positive. Marshall was pulled from AEW taping several weeks back as a precaution that's been back since. Um... He said he had three. He had three days of symptoms. Nothing after that. His wife Car- Caroline, she came back negative. She had one system after another, from throwing up to freezing to everything. He got another test today, and that said, that says that he's still positive. So he technically has, that he a COVID nineteen right now. Ages right now, he said his hope for the news update is that people remain diligent about protecting against the virus. The former WCW World Highway Champions has been vocal in not opening businesses too quickly, like when George Georgia Governor Brian Kemp called for its back in April. And this is a quote he, they did what he told all teams in sports. Firstly, I'm erring the side of a caution. I'm not going to do it. If it works for other people, then let them do it. For me, personally, it won't work. I know the governor's under a lot of pressure to get people out and get them working because all those small business loans that were supposed to get taken care of. From what I saw, I didn't see any small business get taken care of. I saw a lot of big businesses get, get taken care of, like Chris Roo's Steakhouse. They get tons millions of dollars, but a lot of these smaller little business restaurants, they didn't get anything. So right now, you know, down in you do, like, take care of yourself, man. What do you can do, that's all we can do. I mean it sucks but like with this virus go around and everything. It affects like, you know, everything right now. Especially now I read to like the movie theaters in California are closing again. Due to like the stronger cases right now.
1: Yeah, they went back to phase one. So Yeah, a lot of
0: states are reverting that's, back yeah. so far, yeah. A lot of, so far not in the midwestern states so far, but a lot of the southern states are possibly in California basically going back to phase one. Um, one thing I did see, I know this is not pop culture with it, but I mean, how it affects your kids or, or for the school term? Because I saw this on Facebook, and pretty much um, what the schools are doing right now, I guess they're gonna do is um, having kids rotate on a schedule where, depending on at least start the last name, they go two days out a week, maybe two days at school, two days like remote, and then one day they alternate. I guess they're trying to do that, Try to limit it as much as, like, you know, they'll be able to go to school, but they all got to have to wear face covering. so they're doing, like, an alternative where they'll go two days on, two days, you know, remote, doing studies, you know, remotely, and then one day they alternate between remote and in house schooling, and schooling, so we'll see how that works. Um, last days they do that, possibly they at as an alternative, um, and right now office is pretty much, wants to make his presence known. This seems to be annoying. Dude, we have no proof of you, buddy. You ate. Nah, I'll face a little troublemaker here, a little kitty. Right now, he's a little troublemaker, but he just wants attention. He's a drama king. So, yes, you are. <laughs> um, video game wise, um, I saw like the the trailer for Far Cry Six with Gino Carlo Esposito. He's playing like a dictator. It looks really interesting. I'm not into the whole Far Cry series. I mean, I've seen gameplay videos of it. Of people playing the Crying, um, it was it, like, of yeah, series in the past? I mean, it's all about, like, building stuff and, you know, finding, like, pretty much survival, and the last one took place where it was a guy that ran like, a cult or something, and now it's like, for this one, it looks like it's, like, I think was either plays the role of a uh, dictator. And I think I don't know island, if you play his son, and you try to make a choice between being good or bad or something. But the trailer looks phenomenal. It looks really good. I mean, they captured his likeness really well. And he did the voice, so I'm looking forward... Well, I'm not big on Far Cry 6, but I mean, if you guys are interested, that's... Make sure to check it out when it comes out. Um I'm trying to see what else I pulled up. I'm like, now I'm like on and Oh yeah, one thing I saw... Um, Peacock, I guess they... There, that's another series service, guys, that's coming soon by NBC. And, of course, they release um, some more details of what their tier system is going to be. Um, basically, it's three tiers. They'll have the free tier, which gives you at least, you know, access to some, like, half of the content they're going to have on there, but with ads. Um, they'll have the, then like, medium tier is, like, the basic, like, the medium tier is, like, five bucks. Hmm. And you get that plus with ads. And for like ten bucks, for so for like another five dollars more, you get everything. And you just don't have the ads. But it's like we already have HBO Max, and it's like I have another streaming service. Like another streaming service, guys. It's like it's like cable is slowly, slowly, it's slowly dying. I, I speaking
1: of things that are slowly dying, outside of celebrities or anything else, every day. Uh, the article i want to pull up was about quibi, quibi. uh was that the little yeah it's it's i, was, I remember in the super bowl they were fucking pitching that shit completely so much because uh i'm it has similar i guess capital startup compared to what title is how there's several i want to say successful artists all invested in a you know type of service that's subscription-based, except with, in regards to Quibi, it's more, it's like you get these bite-sized clips of entertainment, because they're, they're trying to bank on the whole, how everyone's getting very, uh, attention deficit, and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're talking short bursts of entertainment, this is why, uh, something like TikTok is successful, because you can have up to a minute. Up some quick content, but you, you know you can. Uh, isn't it the one with there was like what
0: each thing's like ten minutes or something?
1: Yeah. So with Quibi, it's like nearly two months ago in early April, the one point seventy five billion dollar Netflix rival crashes crashes fast, right? So that's what the so the title of the article is. Mm-hmm. It's on The Guardian. and This is where I found the article. Because mm-hmm. it's been a two months ago in early April, the one point seventy five billion dollar content experiment known as Quibi. Lurched from its rocky, much-maligned promotional campaign to a full-scale launch. I was seeing commercials everywhere. I was on YouTube, definitely in the Super Bowl, um, and you just get little things here and there. And he would hear on the podcast, "It's so strange." But Mm -hmm. uh, so it goes into a big launch, and it offered a a service of a a tsunami celebrity-fronted shows, segmented into quick bites. Hence the word "quick quibby," which is just the shortening of each of the word. Mm -hmm. of Ten Minutes or Less, a Joe Jonas talk show, a documentary on LeBron James' Psy Promise School, a movie with Game of Thrones' Sophie Turner surviving a plane crash, all straight to your phone. At that time, many of us wondered if Quibi could deliver on its central promise to refashion the style of streaming into snackable bites. Or if talent... Or if teetering under the weight of its massive funding and true who's who of talent as the world shut down, it would become shorthand for an expensive mistake. Mm -hmm. So... The service is a brainchild of DreamWorks' animation co founder Jeffrey Katzenberg and the former HP CEO Meg Whitman, two billionaires deeply entrenched in the Hollywood Silicon Valley uh, environment. So, you know, so two rich people decided to launch this little baby, they call Quibi. But just from the beginning of its launch, it was already getting negative critical reviews because the app was already starting relatively off on a rough start. Mm-hmm. It said it, was, it fell off the top 50 most downloaded list within a week of its launch, and it only tra- attracted 1.5 million active users by the end of May. So, and this is according to the Wall Street Journal, a drop in the bucket compared to over 50 million subscribers drawn to just onto Disney Plus when it launched back in huh. December 2019. And then, obviously, compared to Netflix, there's 183 million global users. Quibi yeah. is only available in the U.S. and Canada. Okay, so, so really most helpful. of those users were only drawn to the free trial, which, if I feel like there's been kind of normalized, the whole free trial thing, when it comes to subscription services nowadays. You kind of get a free trial, so you can get a little bite, if you like it, you pay. So, if that was the case... Um, so their their subscription price is really cheap. Mm-hmm. Four ninety nine a month with ads, seven ninety nine without. Okay. So eight bucks, you know. So they eight bucks. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Okay. The company anticipates landing two hundred million or two million paying customers by the end of the year. This was from their launch back in April of this year. Mm-hmm. So it, what? April to July. That's that's nothing. That's only three months. So the company anticipates that's what they're aiming for: two million by the end of the year. Uh, and less than 30% of it's first target year of 7.4 million subscribers. So, they really were shooting for the moon, but they did not land amongst the stars. Uh, So, what they didn't anticipate is the subscriber base dropping out so fast, especially after that free trial period, and they had already spent $1 billion at that third quarter of 2020. But they raised seven hundred fifty million last year, earlier in this year, so they were able to get this funded. What within three months of the year before April? Mm-hmm. But that's pretty fast. But you see, look at their advertising partners. Yep. But- they have Pepsi, Taco Bell, Anheuser Busch, Walmart. They all you know bought into this thing. So you got like you know heavy hitters. Really yeah, but honestly, digging. what was the
0: big. I mean, honestly, what's the whole, like you said, it's like the people that have attention deficit or. No, it's, yeah, they just. Just to grab and your attention, but it's like, it's supposed to be convenient for like 10 minutes. They want the a Hollywoodized form of TikTok. Yeah. But it's like, what was the biggest, like, not just because it's like 10 minutes, but what. Did they have, like, programming that they thought that was going to pretty much, you know, get people to glue to that app? Was there any programming. I've never seen um, the ads for it, was there any like the big, you know, originals that were, they were trying to get people's attention with it? Oh, there it? you
1: go. So, due to the bad press, mm-hmm. they've already were receiving, uh, let's see, because they already had that, wow. So, Reese Witherspoon, for example, was paid a six million dollar salary just for doing for some voiceover work for six minute episodes on the platform of a nature series called Fierce Queens. And then as all these were going on, so they're spending a lot of money getting, you know, some Hollywood actors mm-hmm. who, have, who have, have success. I mean, Reese Witherspoon's pretty successful actress.
0: Yeah, she's got so much, she's doing a lot of she's stuff. She's been
1: around. So like, with this, th- while that was happening, they're investing that much money, they're laying off staff, like essential staff that they mm-hmm. needed, all, and dealing with the lawsuit. So all that bad press was start Now let's talk about the content. So, they only had 50-plus original shows unveiled on this trial period, Mm -hmm. which the company itself seems to acknowledge. See, guys, we have a good show. The Quibi account tweeted with the positive story of The Most Dangerous Game. So they had a a movie called The Most Dangerous Game starring Liam Hemsworth, but it's broken into chapters. Okay. Um, And... The app also suffers with the lack of shareability, so you can't, it doesn't allow you to do screenshots or how people make memes online, you know, you can become famous on of a meme as well, but yeah. So I guess they, you know, would do those type of limits on certain apps mm-hmm. to, well, they don't want you to get off, they want you to stay on the app, that's kind of the whole goal of an app. And making apps or not, it's first of all very stressful, and second, very expensive. So it's just this is why it's not that number of one one billion dollars at the end of at the end of its run for it invested and lost essentially is crazy to me, but not when it comes to having an app, it's not surprising. Um and and mind you, this was supposed to go against Netflix, if they want to be a competitor of giving you yeah, bite sized snack sized content. But people go to
0: YouTube for that. That's what YouTube is for. Or like like yeah. that, so and that's or,
1: why TikTok is successful too. It's just it changes. You 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 get a new thing in a less than a five minute span, maybe. Two I mean, span, and YouTube I, channel
0: wise. Like I said, I understand the whole. Yeah, it's short for it but at the same time, who's got ten minutes all their time to do stuff? I mean, if you work for a company, you get a 15-minute break, you're going to waste 10 minutes watching something. where In those 10 minutes, you could either be getting a snack, getting a bite to eat, or depending where you are, depending on how far your break room is, it's like you're going you're gonna to have that time to like sit down and watch 10 minutes worth of content. And you'll try to be yourself with the Netflix clear. Honestly, that's kind of... It's like watching sketch shows. Yeah. Everything's like, a sketch yeah. show. Because it's like you can't really... Can't really call yourself a Netflix killer because honestly, like I said, if you're always offering content, like in a short format, and <laughs> you expect people to sit down for 10 minutes unless you're in a subway, you're riding in a train, or in a taxi, or in an Uber, or something, yeah, I understand that way, but I don't think you'd be a Netflix killer if you're always going you're for so much content. Yeah, it's it's, it, it,
1: they, man, this fucking article is pretty great. <laughs> um, just because they, they, they touch upon like, Now, the way that the CEOs were talking about Quibi, they actually had a lot of good, I mean, what they're trying to be a a disruptor, but Mm -hmm. man, they're really lofting behind this because it says Quibi's pitch was no less redefining of the unit of corporate Hollywood entertainment into that quick bite from five, and then they're quoting one of the CEOs, uh, founders, Five years from now, we want to come back on the stage, and if we're successful, there will have been the era movies, the era television, and the era Quibi. What Google is to search, Quibi will be the short form video. <laughs> so they're really like, they're, I mean, and you got to talk like that, especially and be confident in your in your product. So it's like, but I mean, Reese Witherspoon, at least in this particular article, she really spoke against uh, some of the. She just felt very. Spe- you know, just speculative of, about the content or what the direction it was going mm-hmm. when it came to this type of what is it saying, 15 minute or less expansive short form narratives? Like, that's 15 minutes. Yeah. And, and then you were trying to compete with what the, yeah, we got Apple TV, Disney Plus, obviously, new. HBO Max coming out and, you know, hitting a good spot with its content, and then Netflix and Hulu, you know, the older gentlemen who've been in the, in the room. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's, it's, this, this is hilarious to me, because then there's, they're later saying the article, that it's like, why would we go for something like Quibi when we already have YouTube and TikTok for free? Mm-hmm. And that's what they both already have and been doing for a bit, and they've shown that they've been successful ever since. Why the hell would anybody just switch to Quibi? But yeah, I mean they were given a three month trial, right? Yeah. From their inception, and then they went back and they just really, really, really just sunk. So it's just another. Uh, it's another story of wondering what what could, why do these things tend to happen? They always have like these short burnouts. These type of companies want to come in and really make a disruptive move, but. It, i think it's got to be more drawn out but some of these people just don't know but quivi i mean you you hardly knew who you were because you fucking weren't even around that long um so they're now they're trying to get away from the mobile only aspect and they're having deals and, and, and talks with amazon fire and roku to bring them on to yeah i'm thinking
0: Fox about right those. now um I read too, just, I just pulled up the, the Peacock article how Amazon and Roku are so far have not reached a deal with NBC Universal to have that app available on their streaming sticks. Same thing as CWH12 Max. It's not, gonna, it's not available on Roku or Amazon right now. Because they're not on Amazon right now, they're, they're like the Amazon Prime video, they're trying to the thing which apparently they're finally going to do something that should have been done a long time ago. They're now going to have an individual profiles, so now you can have control of your own watch list. So no more, you know, if you watch this episode or you haven't already seen other or you watched it, then you can't catch up. So now, like with Netflix and other services, they have the convenience of having your own profile set up. Um, and actually, I just realized right now, Peacock actually launches tomorrow. And I just pulled up Darko from... I think, yeah, it says launches tomorrow. And supposedly, um, Peacock is set to launch tomorrow, July 15th. Well, this is Darko from CBR.com. Articles um, written by Tim Adams, they posted about seven hours ago. It says MZ Universal's new streaming service, Peacock, is set to launch tomorrow, July 15th. And with deliver free and paid content to subscribers. The content found the streaming service will total over 13000 of on the free tier, with the premium paid tier offering over $20,000. Um, some other programs available to include Peacock versions such as AP Bio, Departure, Five Bedrooms, and Hitman, Trolls, World Tour, and Life Sporting Events. Peacock premium a set for 99 a month. Um, Katie Cocker will offer more than $20,000 free content from Network Studios, including NBC, Bravo, USA, Network, Sci-Fi, Oxygen, E, CNBC, MSNBC, MSBC, SN, Golf Channel, Universal Kids, A&E, ABC, CBS. Oh, I guess they got to deal with all these other shows. Hmm. It's probably like their programs that appear on their networks, I'm guessing, that's how they're doing it, so... I mean, pretty much they're going to have ad support free tier, and the ad support tier for 5 bucks. but if you go $10, of course, you, you will have no ads. Yeah. I mean, the one thing is the office, is, well, eventually the office will move over there once, you know, their deal with that Netflix expires. The office will find its new streaming home. But for us, I have the whole series on DVD, unedited, so I'm going to enjoy that as well anytime I want. Um... Like I said, it's another streaming thing. It's like it's like that model. It's like, it's like moving towards more like cable. cable's pretty much going to be dead soon. Yeah. I mean, if, if I,
1: had, I don't know what it's holding on to. It,
0: it's like the only thing for me. Like, I, yeah, I have TV service, but I have it just because of live sports. But of course, there's no sports right now. The only thing that's going on right now is football or soccer, how it's known here. That's the only thing that's going on right now. I know the NBA is slowly starting soon. Baseball is starting soon. Hockey is still on this way soon as well, but that's all I had it for it's like that I mean yeah this is good um, on demand offerings but still it's like this is another streaming service it's like I mean, know we talked about this what <laughs> months back about it when they first announced it but I mean if you guys are interested in NBC Universal content by all means I mean yeah they got the Saved by the Bell reboot um, Punky Brewster sequel series um, that'd be interesting and see how that's going to be coming out and like I said they'll have some original programming as well um, one thing I pulled up on um, Lego. I know this thing's been talked about. Lego announced their partnership with Nintendo. Of course, if you guys remember, um, Lego and Nintendo had their partnership deal, well, they made this like Super Mario Bros. thing, this interactive Super Mario Brother Super Mario Lego set where you can remove Mario around and stuff and build like different stages, Legos, and interacts. Well, today, through a little ad, they announced. A 2600 piece NES set. Well, clue not only you get to build the controller, now you get to build NES. This is a 26446 400, piece set, it's from combo.com. I'm um, kind of resources. Um, you can build your 8 bit home video console complete with a controller and cartridge for the original 1985. Super Mario Brothers additionally kit and have fans build their own retro television set in a dial to move Mario across the display in the recreation of the classic games opening level. The Nintendo has released a promo video showing fans building and playing with the set in all its stroke black glory. Um, right now the set's gonna go for about $229. We'll go on sale August 1st, but right now it looks like you can only get it through their Lego website. And then it'll be available everywhere else by next year. Alright. So it'll be available worldwide next year. In regular retailers. But if you want to take a look at I got the picture pulled up about it. And look how it looks. It's like a little, see? Oh, that's pretty cool. So you can build the TV and the... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so you just turn it down you can actually make Mario jump, jump and stuff. Or you just play a game. So like you're playing a game. So it's like... You know, oh, yeah, I, I like it as like a just cool talking piece. It looks pretty cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, for that price, I mean, yeah. I mean, I love playing Legos as a kid. I think it's another thing, not only because Nintendo wants, you know, bring that nostalgia to it as well. I'll hear here under Nintendo. Oh, I'll put the sound down, but this is the little video they just put up of it on their Nintendo America Twitter site. It's like a little 44. There we go. Look okay, at this. It actually has somebody plug in and power. Look at it. actually actually put the cartridge into the thing. Look at And it shows you how you build it, including when rest of the TV. It's so interesting. Oh my god, you has the antennas, guys. You it has a little bunnier antenna. Look, it's supposed to be like, yeah, because look, it has the, that's the little Mario Brother thing. Supposedly, you can hear the sounds because the little Mario figure, I guess you put it on top of the the, the retro TV set and he he interacts, he'll make noises when you're jumping and stuff. So that's because of the new Super Mario set, the interactive Super Mario set that's coming out, so. hmm. I mean, it's good cash grab, but it looks cool. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to mention, if you're a big Star Wars fan, um, Disney Plus and, uh, and Lucas, um, Lucas uh, Films announced they're doing another animated spinoff. It's being called Star Wars The Bad Batch. It pretty much is a spinoff of the final season of The Clone Wars, yet yeah, a new animated series is set to follow the titular squadron of clones after the Order 66 massacre and soon of the Republic. It says, introducing Season 7 of the Clone Wars, self-branded Bad Batch is an elite group of genetically mutated clone troopers whose unique physical and mental abnormalities have gone to distinct edges in battle, forming known as Clone Force 99. The squad number honors the deformed Clone 99, who despite failing to be commissioned into battle, died helping down the squad during a separatist invasion on Kamino. It says, In addition to each individual's personal set of red, Black Catalan-class command armor weaponry and the Bad Batch were distinguished themselves from other clones with their team skull decals. Though they tend to stay away from their red brothers-in-arms and report to no one outside the cells, the team has been known location occasionally with Commander Cody's squadron lose a flawless mission success rate of 100%. And so I guess uh, here on CVR they're showing like the different members, like these concept parts for like the different members of the Bad Batch clone war squadron, so... It's like, well, let me just see how it looks. I mean, I'm still catching up on Clone Wars. So, that's kind of cool. Like, they're still going to be diving diving deep into the Star Wars lore. Pretty much driving away from doing the films. (laughs) Yeah. I think they're trying to put more emphasis into the animated park and try to add more content to Disney Plus as well. But they build more into the Star Wars canon. Um, What did I do now? It's like, I saw, like, uh... Oh, yeah. Today, people, if you're a Star Trek fan or X-Men fan, Patrick Stewart celebrated his 80th birthday today. Um, and it looks like LeVar Burton apparently shared a photo of Patrick Stewart's COVID-compliant 80th birthday. It looks like it, the cast of The Next Generation came over and there's a picture that LeVar Burton just shared of them, you know. All masks, you know, being hanging out with Patrick Stewart for his birthday. That's nice. we are all the <laughs> people, so we gotta watch out. That's How old is he now? The like 90? The 80, dude. No, nah, he looks good for 80. Man, he's got the a card and everything. It says, Sharon, a moment with Burton and Stewart, Probably Masked, Hard Next Generation cast Orders, Michael Dorn, Mariana uh, Certis, um, Gates McFadden, and Brad Spiner, along with Jonathan Franks, who was not in the photo. Stuart Paper Pizza Rose Picard this year from CBS All Access Star Wars series um Star Trek series Picard. So this of cool. At least he got the Saturday's birthday <laughs> in COVID fashion. Um my thing I want to pull up uh was I don't know, articles like yeah guys, i I pull up a bunch of articles, guys. <laughs> Let me see I can grab it. Oh, one thing that... here's one article that supposedly was trending on IGN and apparently got my attention yesterday, um Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated producer Tony Chabone Chabone, has confirmed that Velma Dinkley is a lesbian, while James Gunn has revealed that the character was supposed to be explicitly gay in the 2002 live-action-slash-computer-animated film. In a pride-themed Instagram post of Velma picture with Marcy, hot dog water, Fletch, Chabone jumped into the comments section to clarify that the spectacle detective was written as a gay character in the classic cartoon series, all the comments that says it's been deleted from the post. So I wonder if Warner Brothers decide to uh, step in. And this is what they, they pulled from. Um, this is what he pulled uh, from the thing. From his, like, what he told uh, BuzzFeed. Um, this one, the article's from IGN, but this is what he said. I said this before, and I quote from Tony it's C- Cervoni. I said this before, but Velma and Mystery Incorporated... I love that show. It was really good. It's like a Scooby-Doo prequel almost. Um, Mystery is not bi. She's gay. We always planned on Velma acting a little off and out of the character while she was staying shaggy because that relationship was wrong for her, and she had unspoken difficulty with the why. If you follow the entire Marcy arc, it seemed as clear as we could make it 10 years ago. I don't think Marcy and Velma had to act on their feelings during the main timeline, but post-reset... There are a couple. You cannot like it, but this was our intention, he included in response to a fan. I guess the fan asked him that question. Shortly after, James Gunn, who wrote the script for his 2002 film and its sequel, entered the conversation about the character explaining that Velma was supposed to be explicitly gay in the live-action adaptation of Hand The Hand, Hand of Rare Animation. But the studio just kept watering it down. And this is what James Gunn wrote in a Twitter Q&A. 2001, Valable was explicitly gained in my initial script, but the studio just kept watering down and watering it down becoming ambiguous. Version shot, and then nothing, the release version, and finally having a boyfriend in the sequel. Hmm. Because I guess, um, my fan, um, I guess responding to it from the V-Finder film Club said, please make her, the was playing to James please make a lot of action lesbian give all my dreams come true. Um, I mean, I don't know, if it, I, that's kind of cool that they confirmed it. I mean, I always thought, you know, even looking back at the old, like, Scooby-Doo cartoons, you could tell she never had an interest in Fred or Shaggy. She was always, like, her own thing, and, you know, she always hang out with Daphne a lot. So, it's like, but well, it's kind of cool that they came out and said, and they can see, here's the little Instagram post, as you can see, in Brightest Day and Pride Colors. Oh, that's cool. So that was kind of cool, like, they came out and said, because it's like, but of course, you know, the times when those things were released, you know, it was, it was you know, they tried to try to, you know, he, like James Gunn said, to try to water it down. But he had the intention of doing it back in 2001. I forgot that he directed those two films and he wrote the script for them. I didn't know he, like, he did the Scooby-Doo films, so that was very interesting. Uh, um, Let me see if I got anything else going on here. It just pulls, like, some stuff from, like, which uh, Report right now. and uh, Of course, you know, with um, the NBA comeback, I just saw, you know, how they're letting, like, players do, like, social media messages and stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron James apparently will not be taking part of it. So I um. Well, as you see, I don't. I haven't read the too much on that. I, I just saw that they
1: they were gonna let them wear whatever they want on the back of their jersey, which I'm assuming MLS was doing some, that yesterday. I, I some know some players was, are gonna put like BLM on the back, or you know.
0: Cause I know yesterday, you know, during the MLS tournament, like a lot of coaches and stuff had like shirts that said Black Lives Matter. Um, even the players had messages on the back of their jerseys where they wrote in marker what their messages were, a lot of them said Black Lives Matter, they actually had the names of the victim, you know, the people that, that died due to all police brutality as well, they got their names in there too, like the hashtags, um, let me see if I can pull up, here we go, LeBron James, here we go, I think it's not just him, looks like it's Anthony Davis as well. And this is an article from Fox News. Sorry. <laughs> um, there have been quite a few players across the NBA who decided to change the last name on the back of their jerseys in favor of social justice messages with the league restarts later this month at Walt Disney World, Atlanta, Florida. Two players not participants from the article Los Angeles Lakers superstars LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Both teammates explain why they decide not to put equality or Black Lives Matter or freedom on the back of their jerseys. Uh, LeBron said. I didn't go with a name on the back of my jersey. James said, it was no disrespect to the list that was handed down to all the players. I commend anyone that decides something on the back of their jersey. Just something that didn't seriously resonate with my mission, with my goal. And I think said, the name Davis is something that I try to represent every time I step on the floor. I was kind of torn between the two. I didn't know what to decide. Um, should I have social media addresses, or should I have my last name there? Davis continued, I just think my last name is something that's very important to me, so justice just as well, but just holding my family name and representing the name on the back to go through the process, those, there's people who have been with me through my entire career to help me get to this point. Um, some of the players so far that I decided to wear an alternate name on the rack of their jerseys include Utah Jazz and Rudy Gobert, Portland Trail Blazers guard Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard, Boston Celtics big man, and Cantor. Milwaukee Bucks guard Kyle Culver also said that he will wear Black Lives Matter on the back of his uniform. According to ESPN, 285 of the 350 players have decided to wear a social media justice message on their jerseys. So, wait to see what the NBA goes down. And then, in relation to that, I just saw like here's the a link that's um if you guys don't know like senior. ESPN, uh, Adrian. Oh, man, I'm gonna probably fudge his last his last Mike, name. Mike Wojnarowski. 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 Um, says that Labanj is not a, place to write a Suspension of ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Free W O J. It's a hashtag. Um, because supposedly he did. Uh, he sent a profane email to a senator who's a Republican from Missouri. Hmm. Pretty much saying, "I said, here Wojnarowski is fine." Uh, yeah, for my family, I was censored Senator Josh Hawley, oh, rep, you know, we're my, my tweeting out, hashtag, Roger to an email by saying, F-U, after Haley's office, sent, just the news release, the letter, he planned to send a a commercial and silver, criticizing the league's decision to limit messages players can wear in uniform, supreme yeah. group, social justice slogans, while censoring support for law enforcement and criticism of the Chinese Communist Party. Hmm. The rejoice suspension will be for two weeks, the New York Post um, reported. Holland wrote in the letters of silver that the league's free expression appears to stop at the edge of your corporate sponsor sensibilities. Uh, after the news of just suspension broke on Saturday night and may players start tweeting out hashtag free and support a longtime basketball reporter. So strong words. Um,
1: and so he's gonna just remain suspended. It says right now, it looks like it's just for like two weeks. Cause I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, if they end up dropping him, I think he should just go independent. He's going to get so much attention from this now, and he's, and he's standing up to the ESPN overlords. And God knows they're all about keeping their things under wraps. So this is something that's already going to give him more, uh, I guess, popularity. Mm-hmm. And he's been a writer for a long time in the sports. He's always getting... He's got good sources. He's always catching things rather quickly. So... I think he used to work for Yahoo as well, so hearing him him, him back in the the media rotation is kind of strange. Cause I, I, well, I for one didn't even know he was in ESPN now, but fuck. Now he's two weeks to stay home, I guess. And, and then I guess to really think about what, if it was worth it or not, but I think he made a good... I mean, he used his opinion because he has a right to it. and I think he has a pretty good perspective on this because it's true that, you know, they're allowed I mean, and the NBA has always been pretty progressive yeah. when it comes to shit like this I mean, the whole China debacle from earlier this year they, because of the protests that are still going on in Hong Kong they're mm-hmm. just losing their rights left and right so and LeBron being somebody who didn't want to toe that line, I mean, we saw how the impact they had when the Rockets pulled, uh, the Rockets I think the organization were saying you know I think they tweeted like free Hong Kong and, and then the, Rockets, the Rockets being a very popular uh, sports sports franchise in China because of Yao Ming when he used to play. legacy on the team. So yeah. they be, they just developed this fan base that's in nuts and they have merchandise and the Houston Rockets are no shabby team. They make it to the playoffs like this past decade numerous times and their teams are just getting better and better every year, so it's, with like, it was like with the flip switch, they were able to pull all of the things down once they saw that tweet, and China just cut that shit out, because I mean, China's got their hands, the government's got their hands on all businesses there, so. Now, LeBron's case, him donating a lot and doing his philanthropy outside of the NBA and using his platform, he's always, and at least in this situation, he's always struck me as odd, because it's like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I know you, I know you're not trying to pick sides, bro, but don't you think they're this, those same people are getting oppressed? <laughs> and you're, you know, you you obviously don't have to say anything, but the news have come back to you numerous times saying that you should just stick to basketball, stick to basketball, and you always spoke out against it, and that's what we people admired about you. And then now you're just gonna be like, no, we shouldn't be speaking on these matters. You have to wait. What? Like it's, it's how you gonna flip flop, you know? But I mean, people flip flop for much less. So I think it's just the the sense of where your values and your beliefs lie in, and how much you're willing to stand by that is important. And it sucks to where these guys who, I mean, things are coming from the success, and when it comes to real issues that I think are way more important, I don't know they pick some strange things to believe in but in this case the nba making that a rule i think is interesting it's interesting move for them to let them wear you know choose con- considering it's already a strange time and they're already going to reopen it but we'll, we'll see what comes out of it i mean i'm sure we're going to see some good things come. i mean imagine ron or test was still playing metal world piece. i'm sure he would have had some crazy stuff on there um
0: the NBA is weird sports is gonna be very weird coming back, but um, and so since we're still on the topic of sports, um, yesterday the Washington Redskins um, made a press release. Um, of course, you know this has been going on for weeks and months and I years now. Um, they, they announced this is the press release right here It says on July 3rd from the Redskins' press release. I just pulled the article. On um, July 3rd, we announced the commencement of the third review of the team's name. The review has begun in earnest. As part of this process, we want to keep our sponsors' chance to a prize worth thinking we'll go forward. Today, we're announcing we we'll be retiring the Redskins' name and logo upon completion of this review. Dash Schneider and Coach Rivera are working closely to develop a new name and design approach that will enhance the standing of our proud tradition-rich franchise and inspire sponsors, fans, and community for the next 100 years. So now they're retiring the Redskins name which I mean they lost their trademark to it I mean, as well and then, of course it's is something that's been you know tough off for years and of course you know clearly the Indians are right on that route as well they're, they're changing their name so well. I know they're, they're doing their best to retire Chief Wahoo as their because they used to feature Mr. Prime mascot on there, but as, in the recent years, they just had the big block C as their main logo. And I know the Red Sox, I mean, the Chicago Blackhawks said they're keeping the name to honor the tradition because honestly, at first, uh, it was named by a former one of the founders of the Red and the Blackhawks hockey team, was a former army unit, and the army he belonged to were called the Blackhawks. Um, but they also want to honor the heritage of the the Blackhawk tri- tribe that you know grew up in the Illinois Valley. So it's also like a tradition, it's like an homage. To them. And you know, it's like even though the mascot's the Native American, but if you notice know their mascot at the games is Tommy Hawk, yeah, which is a bird. You know, it's like by that's not the, the Blackhawks, tradition. You know, because they, their founder, original founders, you know, he was in a unit called the Blackhawk unit. At first, it was a name on that, but also was a tribute to the the tribe. They grew, that you know, settled, settled in originally in the Illinois Valley area. So that's kind of cool, man. Like I said, the Redskins, I think there was a, this team was the most that got more flack because it's basically that term, the name, the term is the derogatory term to Native Americans. So, yeah. and like I said, they lost the trade, but I like the like fact that they are moving forward and trying to come up with a name that honors the tradition of the city they they were, they pretty much operate out of. I mean, it's so easy things can probably honor the uh, the team, not the, the city itself. Mm. They just got to go, like they said, they just got to do a review process, find a name that, that works. I mean, they can keep the same colors, but, you know. Going to, why don't they just do something with Washington? As I said, they got to look at the back of the of the city of South Washington, D.C. and see what. I mean, they, they, they're good. their are stadiums in Landover, Maryland, so, I mean, they can do something to honor that as well. Cool. I mean, there's so many things they can look back in the history and see what was a big problem in that time. But, yeah. They're going to
1: change their whole thing around. It'll be like... We have Washington Wizards, Washington Nationals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Well, Redskins will be gone. So, uh, not a, lot of change, not a lot of things to choose, but it could be something, you know. Uh, I mean, look at a state animal, maybe. Yeah, I you name national it. Like a national bird, like a bird. The hockey mm-hmm. capitals, Washington capitals. Then mm-hmm. you got, uh, they can come up with something interesting, hopefully. I don't know. I've never been to Washington, so I don't really know how it even is. But if if it's it took them this long to change it now, um, I mean they gotta do it now to save, to do you know PR and and it's something that should have been done anyways. But at the same time, I don't know. It's it, I don't know. It's football. NFL's been very much trying to avoid political shit, but they just sometimes seem to find themselves back in it every time. But yeah, I mean I don't know. And I, I guess it's if, I'd rather them change police and, and do police reform but we're only over here focused on NFL and that sucks but I think I can't yeah like the Washington Bears
0: we, we already have Chicago Bears like
1: there's like no other fucking way to pick
0: I mean like I said they just gotta go back and look at the history of the, of the capital itself. Like a fine fine something um Okay, we'll take a quick little break. You can listen to our dynamic ad, and we come back, we'll continue on with the rest of this episode, so don't go away. Hey, it's the franchise from Talking Pop with the of and Becoach. Let you know, we have a storefront. It's teespring.com slash and Pop. We got shirts, we got tank tops for men, women, kids we also got hoodies and sweatshirts um we actually have coffee mugs and we have an iphone case and a samsung case with the pops or not logo on there also we have stickers so you can put on your locker on your laptop wherever you want to put those stickers on there so right now if you go to teespring.com slash and when you go to check out use the promo code talk pop and save five dollars on your order support the podcast as always geek on and take care Hey, we're ready, guys, and we're back. Um, of course, so far, like, I was just trying to find the title of this episode. I mean, I think the big thing, we're kind of talking more about Quibi and how it's struggling now. And well, was not another thing I did mention, like, with Quibi and stuff? Uh, oh, what commercial version Oh, yeah, Reno 911. Um, What's that when they were going to come back? They were going to do a comeback. Like, they were going to have the, the, the whole cast come back for that show. But I think, it was uh, to me, it would be kind of hard doing, like, ten Ten minutes.
1: Because it got really popular again with their video clips from the show that were going viral um, all over, you know, if you're probably on Facebook. I've always seen them do uh, different gifs of them on Reddit, but I've I never seen the show, but I know it was, it was probably... I think that was one of the things that was
0: mentioned that I was going to come back and it was mm-hmm. going to be only on Quibi. Mm. See, no, man, they were really just invested hard on this, and, and they got nothing
1: out of it. They just, it's, yeah. it's going to be one of those things that's going to be here and it's going to be gone which it already is, and if they're going to try, it may, well, who knows, maybe they do get the bid over to go on, on something like the Roku and the Fire Stick, because like, if that's the case, it's just another app you can throw on there for people who actually use it. I mean, it can't be the worst thing to get content, but it's definitely not the first thing I would jump on to get little bite-sized things, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. It's just I feel bad because it's incredible. You were you were everywhere marketing wise. They were no, there. dude. There were
0: commercials everywhere for that thing. Oh, there was on YouTube man. and everything like for Quibi. It was like everywhere. You Can't knock them on that.
1: But everything else, like oh man, I just they had like some judge show with Chrissy Teigen, which is she's just what is she, I don't even know what she does, but she was gonna host kind of like those parodies of. Uh, Judge Judy, but I don't know what they're doing. It's going to spoof it the whole time. Mm-hmm. So you see, just random shit that not, nobody really was going to go on this thing for, and now we see something like Apple TV come out, and they're actually having a lot of success with some, with a lot of their shows and their production house, and when all the stars are paying tons of money for to 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 act in these productions, it's insane. But I don't know. I think. We're gonna see more battles between all these streaming services, and we're gonna see. I mean, I think Netflix is never gonna go away. I don't mm-hmm. think Hulu's gonna go away. They're pretty substantially there.
0: No, and with Hulu now with Disney's backing, stuff, I don't no. think Hulu's gonna go away. No. Not with Disney like putting more investments into it, with original content and stuff as well. No, and plus, you know, what helped Hulu as well is the content that's you know they got from other countries. Yeah. I'm like, I show that Rami, which I got to watch. It's a Hulu original. It got reading from their season, for a third season now, so that's kind of cool. Of course, you got Letterkenny. That's one of the biggest draws as well. Uh, and then, then Justin Roiland. He's got to show a opposites on there as well. Um, and, of course, with FX Library moving over to Hulu itself, you get access to their programming as well. Because they, you know, they shut down the FX uh, Now app. And they moved pretty much all the content over to to, the, to Hulu itself. So sorry watching the show what what we do in the shadows is kinda of hilarious. Oh yeah. Um, I'm watching that of course I'm watching like Brooklyn Nine Nine right now too. I've been that of course trying to get to what, I'm, what i roommate Mondo was with the West Wing. <laughs> yeah. So I was going back to like West Wing man. <laughs> But what means like right now with the whole like anime right now, with the whole summer right now, a lot of anime's coming back. You know, some new ones that um debuted and and then, of course, the ones that were, like, pushed back was a COVID right now in Japan and Japan, like, you know, opening up again. So, a lot of productions are going back, you know, to resume productions. Um, and one thing we do want to mention that, of course, this thing went over the weekend was Disney Disney World opening up. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see if I can pull up, because I heard a lot of, like, not positive things about Disney World. So with all the spiking cases in Florida, but let me see if I can pull up. So I saw there were some vloggers that were talking about it. Um Adam DeWoozu, like one of the ones I follow, and you know he's a big Disney fan. And he I think he documented like, like his his experience when they reopened Disney World. Because I know Disney World is still not open yet. Um, oh, look at this. Uh, I just pulled and this is the first top story I pulled over and I just put Disney World on Google. Um Trevor Noah! <laughs> Chastise his dumbass Disney World Park uh, Let's see if I can... there, let me just close this out. This is from Hollywood Reporter. Um, pretty much, it's saying... Turn on Monday lit into those who visited Walt Disney World over the weekend during its reopening as the mobile coronavirus remains rapid in the U.S., especially in Florida. A large portion of the Disney world welcome back gas Saturday, which included the Magic Kingdom and Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. The rest of the spawn reserve will reopen Wednesday, including Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios, all the while Florida reported record-breaking 15,299 new confirmed coronavirus cases, which marked the highest daily total any USA has recorded. All right, and this is what the, the show, the, the show host was early baffled by the system. I'm reading this article for being guys, so you can hear what... And this is what he put. This is what he this is what I quote from Trono. It's crazy that we're in the middle of a pandemic that's killed hundreds of thousands of people and there are still folks out there like, Life isn't scary enough, let's go on a roller coaster. <laughs> no, said, What dad what dad is so cheap that this vacation is worth the risk? The hosts and mini continue on as they mock the message that plays over the speeches of the party asking guests ask to wear their mask. Wash their hands off into social distance. Basically what we're saying is, Why are you at Disney World, dumbass? <laughs> The said with his mouth covering and presenting the park announcer pointing out the parks that just as much as for us to guess. They all quit. The safest job they have right now is inside a 200 degree rat costume. Shit. And it says related news Disney on Monday announced it will again close Hong Kong Disneyland over virus outbreak cases in increasing in China. A number of Wall Street analysts saw the movie as a minor setback. So what you should take on that, dude? Like, you know, Disney taking a shit shot. And I know I saw commercials for like. Universal Studios Doing the same thing In Florida Reopening But really? they're limiting How many people As well But it's like they open. If they knew They were in a state That had the highest cases Why would they reopen I'm sorry why? I'm surprised that California They still ain't open Because they made a deal With the union mm-hmm. That's open Disneyland Which it was a, It was a smart thing to do I'm saying they gotta work But it's like it's I kinda agree With what Toronto's saying It's like You're putting yourself More at risk Especially now what you're one of the states you're operating one of the highest, man, fifteen thousand, dude, fifteen thousand cases, dude. I'm... It's just, it's not. It wasn't
1: necessary to open early, and but they also want to make money, and, and Florida relies a lot on the tourism. Uh, tourism yeah, come. that's what kind of Orlando is a hub for that when it comes to those these
0: damn theme parks and Disney. A lot of people should have stayed closed. And it, their, their, well, to me, plus you're already hosting the NBA players, so now you're gonna put the athletes more as well. Because Number one, the whole purpose of having the athletes go to Disney World Resort and using their facilities it was like that because they didn't have to worry about the other people that you know the that was the whole point. point yeah. That was the whole point. Now you say, Oh, we're gonna open the parks too. Now it's like that, the, that defeats the reason why you bid it to host the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's gonna get to the feeling where they're gonna get pressured by the cast members and hey, we're gonna have to close again. It's um,
1: like, back again out of jobs again. Which I'm sure they will just fire half these people, and they're gonna keep them up. But I don't know. I think it's stupid that they're gonna do that. It's gonna send a, a, a precedence down the road to where these other theme parks are gonna feel free to keep open and compete just to stay just to stay around. You know, and it's dumb because it doesn't. Okay. You're, they're just gonna they they have enough profit as it is. I, I, Disney's a capitalistic company. So I don't see them being something to where it should have freaking be even considering opening up. But it, it's still going, and you're just going to get people sick. And they're just going to spread that down to their families because it's not going to be contained because they're just putting a lot of people in danger. It's so sick. I
0: understand you guys feel like you're a cabin fever and you want to go out, but it's like, I don't know, it's like, I say you want to entertain your kids, but I mean, there's so many things you can do with your family. You can, they're having to go to the theme park. It's like there's so many things you can do with your family. You know, talking. You know, playing games. You know, read books. You know, there's so many things. It's like, I understand, you want to take your kids to get it. You, you want somebody else to entertain your kids? But it's like, you know, do all that for a churro. She's <laughs> like I said, Disneyland, Disney World churro. So it's like, okay. I mean, I'm not, you know, chastising Disney for that. I mean, they knew the risk they were doing by opening the theme parks, the two parks. They knew the risk going for that, but now it's like, they're going to have to, like, who knows? I mean, they're going to have to do stringent, you know, te- I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're probably doing, like, temperature checks at the gate. Uh, I hope so. Like, yeah. probably. I know Universal was, like, the, their ads they were showing... They're saying, oh yeah, we're doing temperature checks and having plenty of face coverings, we're doing heavy duty sanitation um practices right now and setting up zones and stuff. I mean, I I was just surprised when they're not I mean they'll have to do temperature checks everywhere. Like even us, we went to what? We went to breakfast the other day at a restaurant, they were doing temperature checks as well. Mm-hmm. Which is kinda cool, that was smart by the way. I don't know, just the almost the one restaurant we went to that they were doing it, so I don't know if every is doing it, but that's like a smart thing. I mean I don't I don't
1: I I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of people do it, but yeah. It wasn't out of the ordinary, out of the ordinary too much. It took two seconds, so it's not terrible. No. It better be safe than sorry, even when you're gonna go to the restaurant.
0: Alright, um you wanna, I'm gonna give my anime recommendation for the week? And then we'll go to the world of Reddit with Biko. So for
1: this week. I don't really have anything on Reddit, so. My my bit was really just Quib, so if you want to just give anime, it's cool. Okay. Cause, yeah, my bit was the Quibby part, that's the only thing I was going deep dive in. Which was just so stupid because I spent more time being on there than them being even lasting. <laughs> it's
0: terrible. All right. So, basically, I pulled this up. Look, I like to use Anime News Network. It's one of my favorite, like, sites when it comes to, like, use of anime. And what I like about it is their detail when it comes to, like, um, previewing animes. I decided to find something for people that love cats. Or, at this point, Nekos, which is Japanese for cat, but Neko girls. Um, basically, this is the synopsis I'm going to read from um, comic uh, from Anime news Network. The it, uh, anime itself is called Nekobara. It's also a visual novel game. That you, right now, it's available on Switch and Steam. Um, it's a visual novel game as well, but it's available on, on Twitch. So this is like an anime adaptation of the visual novel game. Um, basically, the synopsis is uh, written by Caitlin Moore for Anime News Network, a She wrote, Do you love cats? You know the bipedal animals with two fur ears, a tail, and near-human intelligence? If so, you should stop by La Soleil. The only cafe where the entire front of house staff is made of cats. Um, Chocola Vanilla lives with the owner Kacho, while his sister Shiguri owns Suzuki Coconut Maple and Cinnamon. When Chocola finds a hungry kitten alone and without a master, it looks like their household may gain one more member. And basically, if you look at this poster, in Japanese culture, there's nekos, which they're kind of like girls, but they're like humans with human features. Mm. Um, I've seen it i seen the whole run of it, it's, I it it's like a cutesy type thing, you know, I try to broaden my horizon when it comes to anime, you know, I, I like cats, so it's like, let's kind of go cool see it, and it's like, and what, the review, <laughs> the review is like, it's a pet fish, but, I mean, that's fine because all the cats' names are, you know, named after foods, but I like for the fact that they all have to have collars on them to show that they, you know, they had to get a license, they had to go through training as a... You know, they're like human-like, but they had to like earn like their collars to be able to walk around society, and it's funny because one of the cats, um, her name's uh, Asuki, who's like the oldest one, but she's compared to the other kitten, other cats, she's because she looks petite, but she's the oldest. But there's some they're like, well, see, one is like busier, or the show he gets to the fight with the youngest one, so one was one of the younger ones, so. It's interesting. It's on Funimation now. If you guys want to take take a look at it, it's, it's there's some comedic moments, but you know, and it's something that you guys have to take a look for yourself. I kind of recommend it because it's funny. It's like a comedy, but it's like it shows like they're trying to teach this little kid. And they found a the street and you know try to give her a home and pretty much teach her and stuff. And pretty much so far, all the little kitties are all female, so it's like they're they're all female, but. It's funny how the main character's sister, like, how she trains them and everything, and she does exams for all of them. But she's a, she's a big cat fanatic, so it kind of relates to her mom, so it's like, <laughs> when it comes to cats, but, I mean, get, check it out for yourself, and like I said, there's the visual novel game that's available on Steam and Switch as well if you want more of the story. So it's called para. so that's my recommendation, guys, for Anime of the Week. Um, anything else, because? Um, No, just...
1: Uh, no, no, I've just been piling through the West Wing <laughs> and then just checking out YouTube for some sort of round-the-clock thing for any updates on news. But and honestly, no, just going and fucking piling through the West Wing. I'm going to finish season three soon about fucking time. So Set. good. It's, just, it, it, it's it definitely a plug because it just gets better and better but <laughs> the stories are just so... That What's nice about it is that it's not a stressful view. It does go by fast, but sometimes I'm just like, those one to two-parter ones are the ones I'm like, fuck, well, they didn't have to make this, have to drag it out to be another two-parter, but it's it's, it's, it's still good. It's, just, it's one of those, you hit a, you hit like a lull when you're watching these, or binging through these shows that are more than five, six seasons long, and, and I don't know, it, it gives you a, good, a greater appreciation for movies. Because at least movies have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and then a mediocre sequel that comes out. But no, I don't know. I just got West Wing on my plate, and I'm more than happy to finish it all the way or just before the season with Aaron Sorkin is gone. But still good, nonetheless. Okay. I still recommend it. It's never changed my mind.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. Um, anything any final words on Quibies uh I would say you think they're gonna be they gonna find you home or um, they gonna last I, any longer I
1: see them if they do get the the deal with with their app just at least being on the Amazon or fire stick and a roku then it's fine like i I see them being on there more as opposed to being on phones yeah I think if only having them on phones fuck them over and but at the same time the, the whole 15 minutes or less thing still is weird for me because if the person's already there for 15 minutes, they're not going to really realize it anyways if they're mm-hmm. watching something. And if you're already sitting down watching something, you're kind of already making that investment in your head that you're going to watch this content even if it wasn't 15 minutes. But I don't I don't know. That's you I think that's the only option I see them that's going to help them remain in the in the industry but as far as profitable, I I just don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, tidal has been around for this long, but Jay Z also can fund it, and it's that with them is it's more it's it's music, and as opposed it's I think it's not both things aren't easy to push, let alone sell. But everything, buddy, I think I think more people are gonna be more inclined to get a music app such as Title that does promise a lot of pretty premium things, but. Could be you know content-based TV shows on there that are 15 minutes or less. What's the point? I might as well just watch the show. Yeah, like that's 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 the way I see it. And then like others mentioned, we already and if I wanted that bite-sized shit or like if I want any content going while I'm in the bathroom, you know, we all do it. Then then yeah, we have YouTube or we have something like TikTok, something quick. Yeah, I we have other things that do it better and that've been doing it for a while. And, you know, creatures of habit, so I don't, I wouldn't, I can, I don't see them lasting. But if they make it, wow, I'd be surprised after all this. Uh, Don't have a lot of high hopes for Quibi, Quick bites.
0: bites. All right, all right, guys, that'll wrap it up for this week. Um, Don't forget to check out our backlog episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, also now available on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check out our merch store at teespring.com slash store slash talk and pop. Right now, don't forget, we got a Patreon now, so go to patreon.com slash talk pop. Sign up for those tiers, guys. You know, anything you can do. I mean, you can sign up as little as five bucks a month, guys, and you get and your topic gets to be featured heavily on an episode by myself and Biko. And we'll mention your, your Patreon username by name so you guys get credit for the episode. And like I said, we only have two tears right now. And like I said, give us the motivation to keep this podcast going. I mean, you know, sometimes we want to fund certain things. And, you know, the best thing to do is try it on Patreon. You know, we were talking about over the weekend, but definitely check it out. Go to patreon.com talkpop. And make sure that you can start as little as five bucks a month. Um, like I said, you can check out our Facebook page. Go to Facebook.com slash TalkPop. We'll post links to the podcast as well on there. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PopTalking. Um, that's all one word. I'm also a Twitch streamer, guys. I'm pretty much known as the Casual Gamer. So you can find me on Twitch.tv slash fanchise six eighty five. I do casual gameplay streams. Uh, you know, basically GRPGs. JRPGs. Um, right now, I'm doing the Visual Novel Gameplay through of Our Rules Ended. You can catch me on Sundays on Twitch. You can be here during the day or during the night. Make sure to hit that follow button to get notified when I go live. That's um, that my that lips myself. Um, you can follow me on socials at The franchise 85 You can follow me on Instagram at TheFanChise. Simply TheFanChise. Sometimes I talk about the podcast on there as well. And don't forget, I'll make sure to watch movies, anime. Definitely check out The West Wing. <laughs> because that's pretty much what Pico's Fix is right now. I said so check out Necopara. That's my recommendation you guys for anime this week. Don't forget to read. You know, there's a lot of things going on right now. And don't forget to, you know, geek on, take care, wash your hands, and stay safe, everyone. So we'll see you all again next week.